If you like weird history, true crime, haunted and paranormal, then pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a video component to our favorite Ghost Town episodes at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Episodes like The Los Feliz Murder House, The Toxic Lady, The Black Dahlia, Janis Joplin's Hotel Room, The Haunted Roosevelt Hotel, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash Jason Horton. That's youtube.com slash J-A-S-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. And while you're there, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you. It's the Friends Without Benefits podcast. My name is Jason Horton, and I'm here with someone that I haven't officially met in person until right now, although we've communicated and collaborated together, Jamie Loftus. Am I saying that? Am I even saying that right? Yeah, that's totally right. Oh, you nailed it. So far, so you good. You nailed it. Great God. to meet you. Great to meet you. It's weird. Sometimes I forget when because I feel like I, I know you because I've spent so much time with your voice and your face how annoying is that <laughs> how annoying is that i feel yeah i mean i i remembered as we were like making physical con- i was like oh yeah we haven't met but i just I've, I've spent i feel like i've spent hours with you because i have and i felt when i read some of your weird ass jokes <laughs> that i'm like holy shit this is so funny and weird i wonder what like the in person is going to be like and so far really good <gasps> thank you so we met so i was looking for an animator um which is something i've been trying to do for a while and i wanted just to take like it's I, I like i went to my twitter and i was like well what tweets did well so i was right. like how can i take one of those tweets and be short enough and make it animated and i i don't really understand the world and i saw your stuff and i wanted something that was like uh dr cats which is a little old school like I adults yeah i love dr cats yeah. like adults swim but not I didn't want it to be too like weird and gross, where there's like just tons of like vomit and aliens or anything like that. Right. Which right. I know, which is what you want to do, just like aliens vomiting. It's. I mean, it's great. It's great to do, but also it's like you know, you everything in moderate. It's not going to be for every project. No, but so yeah. you did a really great job, and we uh, did a video called Dinosaur Pickup Line. So much fun. And how I recorded is, I was like, well, I could, <laughs> I didn't have time to go anywhere, so I was, I was at the, I was staying at the Encore in Las Vegas, and I brought oh, my cool. blue mic, and I don't know anything about GarageBand, and I probably did that probably like 60, 70 times. So if I was like, if I ever tell this as like a joke in like stand-up, I was like, <laughs> yeah. if I told it right now, I think I pretty much know it, but I was worried because what was happening is if I said like a P, it would, mm-hmm. it would, it would, it would like, it would, I think it was a, the letter P would like kind of like pop on. Popping peas? Yeah, so it was like that. So I would have to like, like be like pop. Like I'd back, I'd say it softly <laughs> and back up. That's the only way I couldn't get it to not do that. So it took yeah. me... And then I was like thinking about your, you know, thinking about the animation because I didn't want to take too long of a pause, which I might do in person, but on a video would be kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even remember, but sometimes I'll I'll cut down pauses depending, or sometimes pauses are great and they give me more time to do a weird visual gag that I want to do. Um, and you made me look, uh, you made me look pretty young, (laughs) which which uh, I I, hey, listen, I appreciate it. Hey, next time make me look nine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get progressively younger the yeah. more we collaborate until you're just a little baby. Yeah, until I'm just nothing. A li- uh, <laughs> just that's a really easy job for me. Yeah, I'll just be like the inverse. Like, I'll just be like imploded in myself. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. So, and 
listen, if you, I don't know if you're like open for business in that sense, but your animation, sure. it, I, honestly, you turned it around so quick. Um, there's, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not doing any sponsorships, but this is essentially just a sponsorship for your animation and whatever it is you're doing, obviously. But the turnaround was so quick, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna look at it, and there's gonna be things. I'm gonna be like, no, and I was like, this is ex- like, I was like, I can't believe this is like the. I, I thought I was looking at somebody else's video. Whoa! I didn't. Even, oh, I didn't. That's e- so nice. And I also I liked it so much I didn't hate myself in it. <laughs> that's how like that's how masked it was of of how of how good it was. My wife even liked it, and she's yes. the most. Cr- I've been doing YouTube for a very very long time. I've been doing sure. videos for other people for a very long time. And if she doesn't like something, she'll tell me. Mm-hmm. But if she likes something, she's like, "This is like really good." And it wasn't like too. You know, I've been known to do things that were a little more like. Like nerdy sexual, and this wasn't that oh, okay. either. Yeah. Um. And then you took some liberties. I think was like reading my mind. Like this one point was like you do you as oh, like the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that is so f-. like that's. I didn't write that, <laughs> but if people are watching it, if they think I did, good for me. I'll take Hell the yeah. credit. I'll take the credit. Take it. So let's kind of like, that's just how to how we kind of know each other. But let's right. go back. Where do you come from? <laughs> Where do I come from? I come from. Uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm from, I'm from there. I grew up like 45 minutes outside of there. You sound like me when I talk about New York. I was like, I grew up out like about 45 minutes outside of New York City. Mm-hmm. Cause that's where I, you know what I mean? So I understand the 45 minutes outside well, of. Well, you have to say it or otherwise people will start to call you on it and they'll be like, ah, oh, you didn't grow up in Boston, probably. Yeah. Like, Upstate right. New York, what is that, Buffalo? And I'm like, no, yeah. New York's a, like a pretty. Buffalo big. is like eight hours away. It's uh, so far. I know. Um, yeah, yeah, so I, I grew up uh, in Brockton, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I've got my Brockton, Massachusetts tote bag with me right now. Did you think I wasn't going to believe you? The, j- just in case. Okay. I like to rep the city wherever I go, the yeah. shoe city. It was called at one time. Now there's no reason to call it the there's shoe There's no cobblers city. there anymore? No more. It used to be a big old cobble cobble fest. Disgusting. Perverted. Big old perverted cobble fest. Ooh, I forgot to offer you, you this. Th- I, 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 yeah, I just <laughs> I, I forgot to offer you uh, wow. this, this smart word. And I'm letting everyone know you're not Fiji quality. That's, listen, yet, that's okay. yet. That's okay. But right now, you're smart water quality. I honestly, this is this. You're not is used to this. You're not be. used to this like fancy shit. Mm-mm. You thought you were gonna get maybe like an arrowhead or like some kind I of. I was like, gonna generic. get one of those midget bottles of Poland Spring, which is what I usually get. No, 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 no. Or whatever no. the California equivalent of Poland Spring is. I forget. That's not. That's not how I. That's not how I run things. You the <laughs> FWB. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you're from the the former shoe shoe city, USA. I'm from, I'm from Brockton. Um, and my, uh, my, my whole family is from there. Most of them still live there. And then I lived, I went to school in Boston and I lived there all said and done, uh, about five years before I moved here. Okay. And how long have you been in, uh, in LA? Two years, uh, next week. Oh, happy yeah. almost anniversary. Thank you. So w- when you were in, in Boston, uh, out in, outside of Boston, mm-hmm. in Boston, what were like, what, what was your jam? Like, what were you doing? Uh, like when I was in school and stuff. Yeah, in school or would you, you know when you were growing up, like all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, when I was growing up, I was um, well, I I was really close with all my cousins. Um, I have eight cousins, and then there's me and my brother and my mom. Um, kind of like she ran a daycare out of our house, so it was all ten of us together all the time. Um, so it was like a re- like it was like Airbnb like 
mega before. It was like poor people Airbnb. Got it. Yeah. Where it was like my mom took care of all the kids, and then because no one could afford daycare, and my mom was like, "I I like them. They're cool. They smell weird. I like them." Yeah. Uh, And and in regards to me and all my cousins, (laughs) and so she took care of us. My dad was a uh, hockey reporter, still is, and so that's that was the first thing I wanted to do. Not sports reporting, but just like I wanted to be a reporter when I was little. And I would write a lot, and then my mom ended up being like, I want you to be a dancer, you know, uh, in the way that some mothers want their daughters to be. So I danced for 15 years. And what kind of, like, what does that involve? Uh, Well, I I did mostly ballet and point, but I also did tap and jazz and hip-hop, and uh, I did the, it basically. There's a video of you dancing and ringing against a train, right? Is yes. that you? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I remember yeah. seeing that and being like, "What the hell's going on here?" <laughs> I was like, "This looks," but it, it looks like I was like, "Oh, this looks like a thing," but I don't know if it's like. Do you know when you're like online and you're like in a comedy community? Yeah. Like I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at anymore. I ever get to that yeah, thing where there's so totally. much stuff. I'm like, what do you like? When I uh, got ma- uh, was getting married and I like would post pictures, people assumed I was like doing a video. Or it was like a prank, and <laughs> it I was, was like, a bit, yeah. "Yeah, I was like, no, man, I was like, it's a, just a, a real. I just, ne- I never thought I would, and I got married like a lot later Would in life. You be happy for me, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at me. No, I just people just assume like, oh, I didn't know if I should be saying congratulations or this is like a bit or or something yeah. like that. So I don't know what I'm looking at when you're like dancing against a train. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's really all it is. Like, <laughs> and then I, I've started to do it. I've done it twice now, but now I'm like, oh, I'll just do that every once in a while when I'm near that particular train. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I still really like, I've been trying to figure out ways to incorporate dance into comedy a little more. Um, I did a show for, it was like a live stream show for Jash a couple months ago that was all uh, ballet you and with Mickey Swan Meyer? Lake. No, I didn't know. Okay, I know Mickey from the maker. He was the head writer, and I was a writer for Maker oh, no for a way. while. Yeah, so I know him. I know that's the only person I know from Jash. <laughs> oh, okay. Mickey Meyer. Yeah, I worked Shout with. I, m- I mostly worked with their social media team on okay. that because it was like live streamed on uh, Facebook at the okay. time, and it was like a choose your own adventure, which is like I love working in that format. Um, and I did the like a very truncated Swan Lake. And like got to make the costumes and wear the shoes and do all that. And it was just like a great, oh, I, I love dance and I still need to figure out better ways to incorporate it. But anyways, so that was what, what I did mostly when I was younger is I did dance. I played the oboe. I wore a back brace. Um, and I sucked. And that was what I did growing up. And you're like, I'll show you. and th- or, or were you like, I'll never show you? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was like a pretty like... I guess like a pretty like I was an overachiever kid for mm. sure. It was like you know, I was like I was the uh editor in chief of the school paper and I was nerd Stobo. Yeah, nerd. I was a nerd. Nerd. But it was cool like it it wasn't cool, but at my, my high school was so huge. There were 6,000 kids there and you were like sorted into houses, not unlike Harry Potter, but like the a very low income version of Harry Potter. But all that to say like there were so many kids that you couldn't even really get bullied that much because there was just too many like if you if someone started to bully you you might not see them for a month you know <laughs> it's like yeah um it's like if you're playing like online video games and there's somebody in the room and you're like oh, i hate that person you're like i may never run into them yeah again for a month like so. someone might be mean to you a couple times but they're like it wasn't a sustainable school for bullying so you could yeah. kind of get away with like being a loser and flying under the radar so i feel 
I feel lucky that I went to that school for that reason because like small town bullying sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But that's you know, with all the all the eighties movies are you know footloose yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Whereas just like I felt like you know me and my friends were getting away with it, getting away with uh, being losers who didn't do anything cool. Yeah, but you, you said you and your you said you and your friends, so that's already a start. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah. My it's weird. I think I've like retained more friends from high school than college, which yeah. I don't know what that says about me. And what was the the goal in college? The goal the goal in college was uh, I wanted to be I I started as a screenwriting major because I wanted to be a writer of some sort. I went to Emerson, and then I transitioned into the public radio program. They have a huge, or they did at the time. They had a radio major and this big radio station you could work at, and I got very 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 into it because I was too afraid to like try to perform on stage because it was such a big theater school that I felt like you know like I wouldn't have been able and I couldn't have been able to compete with the extremely loud theater kids who I didn't like anyways so I got in with the radio kids and you know it's like I was on air and doing production stuff and then eventually came to comedy towards the end of school and that was what I ended up uh, sticking with weirdly did something did like something uh like have such a huge in like for me my some of the huge impacts i had in comedy one was the tv show three's company oh, um cool. okay. and uh this is oh i'm oh old you know what i mean <laughs> like i'm old like yeah yeah it's like i look like a millennial plus you know what i mean but like i'm old <laughs> but like the character of jack tripper because i was like this guy's like like it seems like women like him, but he's still tripping and falling over things. So he's not like a standard, like hot guy, but it seems like right. the kind of guy that people want to be around and is really funny. And then the, uh, the show, the state when it, you know, was on MTV, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. which I used to go see tapings of, I mean, old school, you know what I mean? That's so, so I, cool. that was like, Oh, I, you know, it's a lot of people say like, I want to do that. I, you know, I'll never do that. But those were the things that made me, um, kind of define when I was like, yeah, comedy is something I'm in interested in. Was there anything like that yeah. for you where it's like kind of hit you? Like, um, I don't have like a defining, I mean, like I remember like the day where I was like, I want to do stand up forever. And like, that was a very weird and exciting day. But in terms of just comedy, I don't know. I mean, my dad, um, brought us up on Pee Wee's Playhouse mm -hmm. and Monty Python. That was like, I remember we had the full VHS sets of both of those shows. So we, weird out-of-the-box stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Obviously. Pretty uh, early. Outside-of-the-box yeah. stuff, yeah. And my, my dad sort of influenced all that. We listened to a lot of, like, one of the first concerts I ever went to was a They Might Be Giants concert. Oh, I, I love They Might Be Giants. Yeah, And yeah. I think They Might Be Giants. Yeah, I, I, I saw them, like, I saw them once, and I was like, this is amazing. Uh, and they, right. their sound has that kind of disjointed thing of, like, weird comedy. Right. Yeah. Like, it's it's silly, but it's still, you know, good music. And Pleasing to listen to, and it's like, they'll make a weird, a song, like a weird song, and, like, I'm like, this is weird, like, a, by a bunch of weird dudes, but how are they making it so pleasing, uh, like, in a general sense? Right. I mean, c and kind of like Devo in that way, too. Yeah. Of, uh, and that's because it's, like, a huge pet peeve of mine in, in any kind of comedy where, like, the joke is that the music sucks. Or yeah. The, or the, I feel the same way about, like, when I was trying to work on that dance show. I was like, well, the dancing, the, can't, the joke can't be that the dancing is bad. I'm not going to try to do anything that I know will look shitty because it just feels like a i don't know like a cop-out but anyways yeah so uh and then i i loved space ghost that was like my okay. favorite thing and the lemony snicket books okay um which isn't like i mean not comedy proper but it's so funny and that was i was like 
I mean, I didn't know I had OCD till I was 23, but I look back at uh, <laughs> the way I would, I like copied all of those Lemony Snicket books word for word and like did notes and fell into like very primitive Google holes about a series of unfortunate events. And it's still like my favorite thing and probably influences everything I do ever. So from all that, there was one day you're like, I would like to do stand-up comedy, please. Um, I don't, I don't even, I think that once I started doing radio in college and I'd done like some drama club stuff in high school and I danced, so I knew I could like be on stage. Um, I, it started, I started to wonder cause, and also comedy is like a big thing at Emerson and they kind of, you know, encourage you to do it. So I started, uh, by doing a sketch group and, and then I, did some open mics at school and then right before my senior year I just started to really 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 get into it and then right after I graduated I there was like this big like shitty thing that happened and I had a stand-up show that night and I was like all right I'm just gonna like write about the shitty thing that happened to me and then go to the show and talk about it and see if I can make it funny and I you know I don't know if it was actually funny but it was definitely like one of the coolest performing experiences I'd ever had of like okay I you know it's like I was able to take something that really hurt and felt like shit and then make it into something that was enjoyable for other people and, and um, so that was that was like late 2013 early 2014 and that was when I was like okay I want to do this forever because you did the really like you did a really were something where people were like, the last thing I want to do is put a microphone in front of my face and voluntarily right. kind of have like a big old conversation about it, like volunt, you know what I mean, where I'm putting it out there, right? Yeah, but you're taking control of that. Now, is it related to? I read a um because I'm a little bit of a stalker. Uh, mm -hmm. I read an uh you had an article published. Was it in Paste? Maybe possibly. Yeah, I it was about um you having. The pancake face is am I am I oh oh big face uh, no that was that was a different time that was a di okay uh, that was a different weird thing because yes, let me tell you something tribulations you gotta find <laughs> this article cause I was that was an exo Jane exo Jane okay yeah, yeah. yeah it's exo Jane and it talks about you having um you, this you can't and no one figured out why like your face it was hard to say so yeah yeah it I mean it's it's a gross story it's still like one of the funniest things to me in the world where it was right before I was moving to LA. Um, I had like quit. I, it was a stress induced something cause, uh, cause at that time I was working two full-time jobs and sort of like hoping that no one would find out I was working two full-time jobs. Um, and was moving here and it was going through sort of a breakup of it. And it was just, there was too much going on. And I, yeah, like the one half of my face just got, huge like it just uh i just had a really big face and it was some sort of sinus something that's as close as i ever yeah. got to finding out what it was but it just grew to the size of like a softball on the left side of my face and i had like a crazy fever and they wouldn't let me leave the hospital until it went down or they were gonna have to like lance it and it was it was just so because i was leaving in literally a week and my parents came to the hospital they're like are you sh maybe this is a sign like 
this is probably maybe you shouldn't move because it seems like there's truly and that's a fair i mean you know people do yeah. that a lot with like oh maybe this is a sign like you know what i mean like but you got a parking a ticket weird sign. <laughs> yeah this is like it's either a sign that like you shouldn't or me it's the sign that like yeah like you get through this like you gotta go Right, right, and it did. They didn't end up the, the happy ending. All spoiler alert. Spoiler. Still alert. read it though because it's it's it talks about like you're kind of like flirt, like flirting with a nurse or something. Like you kind of yeah. I had a hot nurse. Yeah. Was... So this is like it's like a hot romantic kind of story where your face is gonna explode. Really yeah. Could explode at any it's moment. A moment. But but they <laughs> it was so because I was in the hospital they wouldn't let me leave because they didn't know what it was. And so I think on their end, to be safe, they're like, well, if we let her go and then she just dies of a big face, that's on us. So they kept me there. But all I was doing was sucking on lemons. Like that was what ended up killing it was they would bring me lemon after lemon for I think I was there for four days. And then they would give me sugar packets and I so that the lemons wouldn't taste as bad. Yeah. And then I would just suck on half a lemon for like a half hour and take a half hour break. And then they bring in the next lemon and eventually it brought it down but it took days and days and days of just how were you when it was time like you're about to like you know, ship off to la like where what yeah. was where was your face at then my face i was about i want to say like less than a week into remission of my face and it was i mean it was a big risk because i uh was i mean I, i'm still able to be on my parents health insurance yeah. Or, you know, who knows how m for how much longer in, in this administration. But, like, at the time, Obama was still president. But their specific insurance sucked and didn't transfer out of Massachusetts. So I was, like, five days after this weird thing where I had, you know, really used my health insurance to the fullest extent. And then I was moving to California where I knew I was not going to have health insurance. No, um, there's and there's nothing out. Like, you know, you know you have to, like, you have to kind of almost fight for everything you like can, that you want. You, you can know? go to the ER and that's about all you can do, uh, which I would use later. I just I have a lot of fun hospital stories. I, I, I don't doubt that you do. <laughs> but it's funny because you, the solution seemed like some – kind of uh you know 1800s remedy right I it's was like, like it suck like on witch. some lemons you know yeah just like a, a and i was sharing a room with someone who was like recovering from uh ooh, something way more serious. like it was like she was coming off of uh trying to get sober from heroin i think yeah. and she was did you try telling her to suck on some lemons because it's cure-all like, you know it turns it's working great for me yeah. i don't know what's wrong with me <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that was i mean and that was kind of like a fun, not, I mean, not fun, but a nice way to spend a couple of days in Boston because I, I had to stop and not, you know, be like living this weird double life I was trying to live. And then my friends came to visit me and I brought lemons and we chatted and it was nice. And they were like, what, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. So you, you, go, you make it to L.A. Make it to L.A., yeah. And what do you do when you get here? Like, Oh, I mean, it was uh, so... I've talked about this, um, I don't even know if I, well, anyways. Uh, so I was in this horrible relationship when I was moving out here um, with someone who I used to perform with, and he was one of the motivating factors of like, hey, you should come out here, and da-da-da. He was already out here? He was already out okay. here, which he isn't anymore, because that's you know how that goes. But he was supposed to uh, pick me up at the airport and just never showed up, and I never saw him again. So... I got here. It sounds like an episode of Catfish or something like we. You know what I mean? With I these know. Things, with like these things where like these just people just never show. If I didn't know any better, it was like he never existed. Yeah. But he for sure did. Uh, but anyways, it was so that was like my introduction here is just like 
someone no showing to pick me up uh and i knew like two or three other people here i knew some people from college did you have a place to live yes okay yeah i did i lived in inglewood when i first moved here okay so i went to my apartment in inglewood and i didn't really real like i didn't really realize what i was so you were kind of near the airport i was near i was yeah I was so like, that's a plus yeah, yeah um so uh, yeah i came here with that and i didn't have a job i didn't have a car uh and then i just sort of started doing shows where i could do shows i worked at a bookstore and i got a job at playboy magazine i was there for a year what'd you do there i worked with them like on video stuff but i mean never yeah really there i mean i i enjoyed working there um i was like absurdly underpaid i'm pretty sure it was illegal what they were doing yeah. but uh i worked in their research department for their magazine so like the most unsexy job you can yeah have. but it was cool because i got to do like a bunch of you know they're kind of you know print print is dead mm -hmm. so they need a lot of people to do a lot of different things so i learned a lot and i got to do illustration work for them and some animation and it ended up like being a good experience and they also have an open bar at their office all day so that was cool you know what i think i vaguely i remember that room that they have the bar in it's like, so nice and yeah. it's like but isn't this a failing business like why are but also never take it away i think yeah. that that's one of those things where it's like they'll always probably spend money to have the appearance of like we're doing great yeah we're playboy we're doing great yeah free blue moon for everybody yeah we're doing great which was i mean i i took uh i took advantage of that yeah for the whole year I was good there. yeah as you should right that's a benefit yeah yeah so i mean and then I uh, just tried to figure out the stand-up scene here. I, I did characters. I did sketch for a little bit. I took some UCB classes. I, you know, just made the rounds. Threw shit at the wall, see, see what stuck. Yeah. And how did you get involved with animate? Like, I, I, I know we must have glossed over this, but how did you get oh. involved in, like, how to animate? Because it's like, how do you, you, there's a point where you don't know how to do it, and then there's a point where you eventually do. So, like, how does that happen? Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not, like, formally trained or anything, but I, uh, I had start. I'd done it a little bit in Boston. Um, I started by just like making flyers for stuff because I worked uh, when I was working two full time jobs in Boston. I was at the Boston Globe doing reportery stuff um, because I wanted to uh, make my dad proud. And then I was also working full time uh, helping to manage an improv theater. Um, and I was teaching sketch there, and I was on improv teams and doing the whole bit. Um, so I, they were great. It's a theater called Improv Boston, and they sort of let me experiment with whatever. So I started experimenting with like visuals during sketch shows, and then showing short like animatics, and was trying to figure it out. But then when I moved here, and I realized pretty quickly that I didn't have a sketch partner anymore. That was when I really like leaned into learning how like how can I animate efficiently and and have it look good and or the way I want it to at least, um, and so I sort of like learned how to animate as a response to not having a person to perform with, and then was like, well, I can do two voices and then animate them, and so, so you became your own own partner exactly. Well, yeah, the animation becomes the other my partner. Yeah, my cartoons uh, are are my friends now. And you've you've animated for <laughs> I was looking at uh, some Comedy Central stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've done stuff for Comedy Central and uh, Funny or Die. I've done uh, Jash stuff. Like it's it's worked out pretty yeah. well. I'm, I'm I'm I did a series for this place called Cafe. It's like my favorite mm -hmm. thing um, called uh, Boston PD Zamboni Crimes Division, uh, which is just about 
Boston and Zambonis and my dad bringing some me hockey. Some hockey yeah, yeah, it's got some like, hockey flavor it's in there. It's all there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, and that's pretty much what I uh, do for a living now, which is great. So you, uh, so the anim, is like the animation is, is, is that your like main job wise thing now is like freelance animation, would you say? Like when, you know, mm-hmm. everyone out there has got to introduce, you know, well, what do you do, man? What oh, do you do? God, I know. I, I fare very poorly with that question. Yeah. Um, I guess now it's all it's pretty much yeah. all freelance writing and animation, and then uh, when I tour for stand up a couple times a year, I mean that does not pay for much. It mostly pays for the cost of touring. But <laughs> so I, I've t- and I've talked about this in previous podcasts and to a lot of people. So like, sure. just I mean, can you talk about me for a second here? Yeah, of course. And uh, and I'm I'm kind of like lean. I'm kind of like leaning on other people's information. Uh, so I've done you know like say improv for like a while, ten years plus, whatever sketch comedy, mm-hmm. a lot of YouTube, but I've never done stand up. Oh okay. Uh, and uh, you know, I've written jokes, and I've done I've done uh storytelling, like I've done like the Armando show, or I've written right. the Armando or something like that. But I've never done a thing where I was like I'm prepared with like five minutes of things, and maybe it has a little bit of like a beginning middle and end in a way mm-hmm. and i'm terrified i'm not terrified to get in front of people right I, i've done stuff at like the palladium like i'm in front of like thousands of people which, and i'm just not nervous about that but i think mm-hmm. the fact is i've never m- made anything about myself not, not i'm not saying this oh you make it about yourself but i've never it was just on me sure it was a sketch or improv i'm just part i'm just surrounding myself with like some cool and interesting people to get involved in the the stand-up world and it seems like a lot of people do stand up because it's just a very kind of like well i'm gonna go to an open mic you know what i mean sure. I'm so like what is a, a like a good way to go about it for those out there <laughs> that mm-hmm. are considering it because you're like doing it and you're 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 touring um and you know to me you s- seem very fearless uh well that's the thing it's like we like, you can't go up there and be like hi i'm terrified of everything let's talk you know you right. have to either you're you're fearless or and then sometimes putting on the thing of like you're fearless is being fearless uh depending on who you are sure so when like in general or like getting started like going to those open mics which sound like a nightmare yeah for sure they are and uh, but they're (laughs) an equal nightmare for everybody yeah but that's the process right going and doing open mics and testing stuff out um i well uh, yes, yes. Like you still have to, of course, go to mics and develop material. I, I do think that it's like changing a little bit. Like I don't think that I would be able to do what I am doing right now if I started tomorrow, ten or <laughs> twenty years ago. Oh, okay. Right. Cause, well, because so much of what I have done, like, started as I don't know, because because I I'm like it took me a while to want to be on stage as myself um and i I gravitate towards uh comedians who uh i mean like maria bamford is like my god she's the best and and so much of her stand-up is about fear and and like how she handles it and it's fearless what she's doing but she's talking about fear and like that to me is so cool but I, i mean a lot of what i do or a lot of what turns into stand-up for me starts as like a piece I've written or um, something that maybe started as a more internet-based thing that I adapt for the stage where I don't know like not uh, not most of the 
not most, but like part of the stuff I do doesn't always take shape at open mics. It starts as maybe something else and then I pull out what I think will work as stand up and try to adapt it a little bit. So I appreciate uh, sort of the opportunity to like be able to develop stuff in different ways and not feeling super beholden to like I have to go to an open mic and do test this for one month and then do a book show or something like that right right where it's like I I still do that but um there's other options and and stand-up became a way more enjoyable I mean it's it's a great thing for control freaks to do and I like animation and stand-up for me are two things that it's like I'm a control freak and those are two things that I can really um, control and like uh, the, you know, the way it happens and the outcome is totally on me. And whereas like, I think when I was doing improv, especially, first of all, I was very bad. And (laughs) second of all, like just the idea that, I don't know, like I could be doing something and it, if it fails, it was everyone's fault it doesn't matter how good someone is if it doesn't go well or you know what i mean it's like right. everyone either wins or everyone loses i guess yeah for lack of a better word. yeah and it's and i i like it in theory but i don't know like it just it it was confusing and frustrating for me a lot when i was doing more improv uh than i do now which is nothing um so i don't know i mean i think that there's like becoming I'm this is I'm not saying this very gracefully, but just I, th- outside of open mics, I think there's other ways to develop material for stand up that there didn't used to be, and I think that that's great. Yeah, I mean that's I mean when I did that animation, that was cu- you know it started with a tweet, and I was like, mm, this right, would be cool animated, right. and I was like, you know I've never really told it as a joke, but I mean it, in in theory that could be a joke in somebody's stand up thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I mean, and Twitter's just like a beta test for all stand ups of yeah. like, oh well this. Does this mean anything to anyone? And then maybe you try it at an open mic later that day or whatever. Yeah. When you tour, though, like what – when do you go from like I'm just doing this locally or to wherever I can do it, wherever I'm visiting to like Mm -hmm. I'm actively going to do this in different cities? Um, Well, part of that is for for me was um, sort of meeting uh, comedians that it made sense for me to open for because I still – I mean I still open – uh, a lot yeah. um and so once i'm i i had opened for like a few people in boston because it's such a college heavy town that like once you sort of get into the boston stand-up scene getting college gigs is like there's a lot of them which is great so i'd, I'd had that experience a couple of times and so it was sort of uh when i when i moved out here um there were a few comedians who were like oh you know you would make sense as an opener for me and that was how I got to see a few different cities. And then, you know, if, provided that I did well as an opener, some cities started to bring me back as a headliner. And it sort of just happened organically that way. Um, so you got to you got to get to these places, though. Right. Right. And how does that do you are you driving across the country? You're just taking I don't how does that work? I'm ignorant. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess well, it happens it anyway. It happens. You know what I mean? It like depends. Yeah. Yeah. Like there is there is a time where I. Last year, I opened for Maria Bamford at a few dates on the East Coast, and I mean, like, we both flew across the country. Right, right. Uh, so, I mean, that just because that made the most sense. But there's been other times where, like, I, I did a stint last year of opening in the Midwest, and 
we flew to Chicago and then drove around the Midwest for a couple of days. That's what I'm about to do uh, the week after this is like I'm going to fly out to Chicago and then uh, I'm headlining a few dates and my opener and I will be driving around and then I'm switching and I become the opener for a different group and then I'm driving around with them. Okay. So it, I mean. Are you ever worried about like, not to be worried, but how, you know. I feel like if you're performing in L.A., right, mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to perform what you're going to perform, but I think you, you somewhat know what you're getting yourself into. But sure, yeah. maybe, you know, in, I don't know, Duluth, uh, maybe, do you ever change your, your material, or is it just like you're getting my mm. whatever amount you're doing, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes? or No, I mean, I think, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not the, the type of stand-up that's like, you know, if you hate it, I don't care. Like, yeah. I do care, and I want people to enjoy You want people to have what, a good time. Yeah, I mean, especially, like, the further, the more, like, remote, to, for lack of a better word, the more remote places you go, people go out of their way to see you, and it's like, I don't want to yell at you or, you Shit know. on them, you know what I mean? Probably right. like spending their money and want to have a good time. Yeah, that seems like, that seems a little bit dice for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to, yeah, I don't... I don't I don't travel so I can yell at strangers and I hope strangers don't come out to be yelled at. So uh, you know for certain areas maybe I will remove a joke that I don't think will work as well, but for the most part I mean I think I've lucked out in finding bookers who like my my act is like weird and people don't ask me to go somewhere if that's not what they want. I mean would you be in like is there like an alternative comedy kind of vibe anywhere or is that not yeah yeah. i mean i i've been and i'm still like learning i'm going to a lot of cities for the first time in the next couple of months but um like a city that i never would have expected would have like a thriving alt scene is fort wayne indiana uh where i'm going next week for the third time in like a year like they're awesome and there is a crowd of like you know dem voting yeah uh alt comedy fans in in fort wayne and they don't mind getting a little weird that they and they don't yeah they're doing a whole festival out there and it's like i'm i'm super excited the first time i went to fort wayne i was fucking terrified because i was like oh my gosh they're gonna hate it they're gonna da 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 and the first time i went to like lansing michigan but you know when i did a i headlined in lansing last winter and it was like a, a punk club full of queer teenagers and oh. i was just like oh my god yeah. like you guys are here what are you guys doing here but yeah. like don't go but why yeah 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 it, like i don't know there there are for the most part it, i think i've i've lucked out in that um people people usually seem to know what they're getting into um when when i'm headlining a show i mean there's always if uh, if it's more of a showcase and people are at a club you know, th- there there are times where it's like, oh, that was, I want to quit forever. <laughs> and in, in just my trying to understand, I'm just trying to understand this word, and I'm like, I'm using this podcast sometimes, and I'm using people like you <laughs> to give me free information. These people, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I do, and I've done it uh, from previous uh, episodes, and I'll continue to do it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I got, I, you know what I mean? Like, this is, you know, this is my world. This is your world, baby. No, this is every. This is all of our. This is all of our worlds. Uh, <laughs> and this is for everybody. Um, how do you? Is there like when it? You know, like sometimes you, I'll look at things and I'll be like, you know, from MTV, and then like 
last comic standing, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Greg Summers. I don't know if it's a real person. <laughs> Do you have to have any cachet like um yeah. Big, the girl from, you know, a Big Face. You know what I mean? Like, I started, like, I'll say that, but you know, is, is there any kind of, do you need to have that cachet or it's just like you with a picture of you with the microphone? Um, well, I mean, again, it depends on the place. Uh, usually, I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess that you do need like a few things to be like, hey, this, but it's so funny. Like, when I moved here, I, I didn't fully understand how small a thing you can leverage into sounding way oh, fucking yeah. cool. Like, I didn't. I was on t- I, had a, I was on Tosh.0 once. They like featured one of my videos like in a positive way. Right, and then you're so, like, as seen on Tosh.0. But that's uh, the Forever. thing is, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be doing the wrong thing by doing that. No, people do it all the time. Yeah. that's the crazy thing. It's like, um, yeah, I I had a piece in the New Yorker one time, and now it's like one of the main credits people will pull out when they're promoting. They're like, she's r- she's written for the New Yorker. I'm like, well, it's technically true but you know it, but it i'm impressed silly. as you're telling me like i'm impressed so i feel I like mean, Tosh Boy no sounds cool too so it's like it's you and, know. but we all know that like well it's just one isolated thing once that may have nothing to do with what i'm about to kind of give you right now right i'm like i hope that you're not expecting like some I'm highbrow g- right i'm like i'm going to eat dog food but the new yorker credit is technically <laughs> accurate yeah so. wait do you eat dog food on stage yeah i've done that for years um and started i mean i want to i want to sit here and just like be shocked but i'm like sounds right (laughs) i that was something i started doing in college when i was in a sketch group and then didn't adapt it for stand-up until like last year but i don't know like I've i've just been trying to find more ways to bring together stuff i've done and turn it into a cohesive act which is you know like a work in progress but the the dog food thing was actually a pretty big step <laughs> i like how you like i wasn't gonna rush in to eating dog food i had to really you know what i mean it only came in in like a year the last year it's well, like i'm working it in there it's well, a delicate it's, process it kind of i mean no i'm sure i mean i i'm sure that it's not just you just trying to like hey listen i really don't have any like i don't really have any depth so i'm just gonna eat some dog food to be like a weirdo you know what i mean right well that's that's what's uh always my fear and what's kind of as i wanted to make sure i'd written the right joke so that it wasn't i mean and you know if you're eating dog food it's always going to be sort of shoehorned in it's not going to be like (laughs) oh it only it's the only possible end game yeah um but i wanted to find just a context for it make it yeah kind of make it as as smart like like the uh, best elevated reason to eat dog food right. for you not like early odds like random human because yeah. that's like okay we're uh, we're past that as a world so so i mean i i only ate dog food in the context of a very specific sketch for a long time and then stopped doing uh stopped working on that sketch group and then figured out how to bring it into stand-up and even now like i don't want to do it every time because then because then you just become dog food girl and i don't want to eat a lot either. of it um, I have. I don't really now. I I eat. I mean, I eat enough of it so that the joke works. And sometimes it's is it at least organic with no GMOs or like. Oh no, it's Alpo. It's oh, Alpo. so it's just straight Alpo up chemicals. Gravy like gravy cravers. Okay. So it's mostly. I would advocate for Alpo gravy cravers if you should the apocalypse arrive. Gravy cravers, it's basically stew. Like 
your well, hu- humans time. test dog food for like that's yeah. a job to ha- like dogs aren't testing and going you know what i like this this gravy train uh <laughs> i don't like this other one it's humans testing like i think the you i know. should freelance as that because i have tried them all yeah and apple gravy cravers for me is number one but uh yeah i mean i forget where i was going with that um yeah, I for, wait, what we, were we talking about? I, no, I just, the, the topic was, like, eating, uh, the topic was just, eat, I think it was just, yeah, talking about, like, what, you know, people might, exp- you know, when you're going out, what people might expect. Oh, and, right, you know, yeah, so, I mean, it's, oh, yeah, like, the way that credits work. I mean, that was confusing to me when I first moved here, where it was, like, um, one of my favorite things about living here, and what was, like, cool when I first moved here, and was, like, starting to do stand-up here, was trying to, was, like, how many backyard shows there were here, and because it's nice out all the time, and people have yards. Um, so you can just turn it, anything could be, like, a you know, turn it to DIY, like. Right, and, and that's, uh, you know, there aren't yards or good weather in Boston, so it, it was, like, a new concept to me, and I remember, like, one of the first backyard shows I ever did shortly after I moved here, there were two people with Conan credits on it. And I was just like, why are they doing stand-up in a backyard? And until, you know, now I realize, I'm like, oh, just that is just what it is. You're never done. You can have all the credits in the fucking world and still do a backyard show. And that's a good thing. And, um, so, but I mean, just speaking to the way that credits are weird and make you sound cool, a- too elevated, cool. Elevated, yeah. Yeah, make you sound too cool to do a backyard show when it's like, no, I'm, you know, we're all going to do backyard shows until we die or quit i mean i i I would like to be cool enough to do a backyard show like for me like yeah i'm looking to be like you know back show a back a backyard worthy but i'm still at a point where i'm like trying to figure out how to you know what i mean like the steps i need to even though i know what the steps i need to take and i know enough people and i mean i've been doing you know here for a, a long enough time where i know tons of people that do it but it's just something about it but what would be but like do you have a backyard because if so you can just start a show i have a mansion oh okay well that gets yeah, complicated all, I mean, you know kind of all my servants are there and like you the gardeners. i mean but free entertainment for them you know yeah i don't want to give them anything <laughs> like i'm just very selfish i want them to just constantly be in a state of suffering the first show that i ran here was a backyard show yeah. in echo park and it was fun I, I mean, that's, that's so what side i live on fun oh really i'm in order oh okay cool yeah. yeah i yeah i used to run uh, I wish you still did. I would have it in right now. You, you. Would. Well, I hope I would have. We moved. We moved it. Uh, we we do it at the pack now. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a, that's a good. Which uh, is the best. Oh, yeah. it's like one of my favorite. Yeah. Maybe my favorite theater, theater in town. It's great. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyways, well, backyard shows were. I you were were you just at Comic Con? I was there yesterday. Yeah. You were there yesterday. Okay, I saw that and I got a little nervous. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, you're supposed to be here today, and yeah. I got nervous that yeah. like, but I was like, I don't know. I was like, no, she knows. She's always on tour. I, I feel like you're constantly always on moving around on tour. I like to I like to be in different places at different times. I like buses a lot, which is something. Did you take a bus to San Diego? Yeah, they're in back yesterday. Oh, uh, I love. I don't. I like. I get that greyhounds are dangerous objectively, but I feel nothing <laughs> by being on one. I like really enjoy it, and I'm yeah. I mean, for some of my solo dates in two weeks, I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to take the bus. I like I like uh, bus maps. I like bus thoughts. Yeah. I like making cartoons on the bus. Usually. Well, you can kind of have your mind be free of like driving and. It's like great. Yeah. yeah, I love it, and it's pr- and it's super cheap. But anyways, yeah, I was at Comic Con yesterday. And you, were you promoting a book? I was. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell us Sold about that. in this very establishment. 
Um, it's a zine I published through Devastator Press, which is this amazing small comedy press in L.A. Um, called Poisonous People Paper Dolls. And it's uh, just a series of uh, mostly real people that I've met very specific, like whatever, in that intern who's gaslighting you yeah, <laughs> or yeah. stuff like that. Um, that was released, I think, in May, and I. This is the second year I've been at Comic Con with them, and um, I did a panel with them last year. Did one with them yesterday. It's so much fun. And and the kind of the, you're just trying to bring attention. I mean, probably to the to a bunch of things, but you're trying to bring attention to your to the to your zine. Um. Yeah, but I mean, it's even even like I know that my zine. It's like not the sort of thing that's going to move heavily at comic-con because but it brings awareness right and i'm there and i can be like hey look at this thing but um i mean i, I go because i enjoy it i'm writing about it for paste so it's sort of like a double up that way um i, I got to see shows i saw um i, I what did i see i just like i went to a bunch of and i like get to meet artists that i know from the internet or whatever and and sort of just get to put names to faces and it's it's fun a good way to spend a day yeah well it's very when I, I saw that i was like oh you like yeah, you're at comic-con like you know like promoting like a zine or, or, or like a book or whatever it is you know my perception of it i feel like that's like a you know what i mean like i was like oh that to me when i see that as an outsider mm-hmm. i'm like oh that's such a huge deal like I, and it is a huge deal but for me like when i see those kind of things is like that's like i don't know just i feel like that's just something that like not everyone can do you know what I mean? Nobody, everyone yeah. gets to do because it physically can't fit all the people <laughs> right. in there. They fit a fuck ton of people. In there. I noticed. It's I feel like I was crazy. like, no, it's every like I, I was like, it's too many. It? Yeah, it's. But I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's nice. I'm and I always only go for one day. So you get, you just bl- like just give it all you got for like one day. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I got to. I spent most of the day with my friend uh, and fellow comic Georgia Brooks yesterday. Cause she was there as well, and it was just like. It's it's fun, it, and then by the end of the day, you want to get the hell out of there. I imagine the panel I was on. I mean, I, it was a long day. The panel I was on was at nine o'clock last night, and uh, and I it's still bumping. Everything's still bumping. Then it was so busy. I was yeah. so surprised, but I mean, I, that's what they're there for, I guess. But it was like a comedy, just really goofy, uh, laid back panel, and uh, then I caught the ten thirty bus back to LA and got here at like one thirty in the morning and went to bed. And then he just rolled in here and like Yeah. Like a I pro, like a freaking pro. Hell yeah. So yeah. what's so, so next is your touring? I'm touring uh, starting a week from today, which I'm very excited about. I'm starting I'm going to Albuquerque for the first time uh-huh. next Sunday. Just sweat it out in Albuquerque? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna Breaking Bad it out. Yeah. That happens there, right? I you, you just you walk around, you break bad, you, you break meth it up. Bad, you yeah. walk the city has nothing else. There's no other culture. <laughs> it's not known for anything. Well, I'm, exci- I'm excited because yeah. it seems like they have like a pretty cool, thriving alt scene yeah. there. So I'm doing a, like headlining a show at a brewery. I'm bringing my friend Gary. We're going to make a day of it. And then flying out from L.A. next Tuesday to go to Chicago and start the Midwest stuff. And so what's the ultimate? What's like the goal? I mean, I know there's a lot of things. It seems like there's a lot of things. But is there any, like, <sighs> close goals? Close goals. Ooh, good question. Well, yeah. um, I mean, I, I, I want to start being able to um, commit weird stuff to 
film, whether mm. that means like more film sketches or just I don't know. Like I, I like doing a lot of different things, but sometimes it gets to the point where it's like it feels too fractured. Um, and I want to sort of bring in all the weird stuff and the animation and um, performance stuff into like a cohesive. So it's not like, y- oh, like I do this and I do a little of that and I do a little of this I do, and then people don't know what to do with you. That's what I've heard. That's yeah. I've actually heard that told to me because I was you know, I was writing and producing and doing the and doing all the stuff and people were like, can we narrow some things down so it's easier to kind of. Right. I mean, when I first like you know met my manager out out here, that was that was the refrain before I even moved here. She was like, all right, like I want you to move here, but you know we'll we'll figure something out. But like, I don't know what to do with you. You got to figure you know and. Which, especially when I was like 22, I was like, I don't know what to do with me. Help. Like, what? What? Yeah. But over time, it's like, you know, I, I'm still very much figuring it out. It's hard mm. to bring all that different stuff together in a way that makes sense and just doesn't feel like, like. So you have too many interests. Right. It's a good problem to have. It, it is a good problem. But it's yeah. also hard to it like. It's a problem. You got to, you have to be willing to be like, you know what? I love you all. But. You know, I I need to give this the most amount of focused attention. Right, right. Or just ideally, I'd like to develop some sort of idea that, you know, everything has its little piece and and works as a cohesive thing. So that would be the ultimate goal, whether that's like a short film or whatever it ends up being. Maybe, yeah. Well, I don't. I yeah. I I don't see how with all the stuff you're doing, I don't see how you could avoid getting that. And I'm j- I'm not saying that's just to be like whatever. It just sounds like I just I just don't see how it how you could avoid do- whether you somebody offers you something you don't want to do it. That's up to you. But I, right. I can't I can't imagine that the opportunities won't come. I mean, I hope so. This podcast is just broadcast to dozens, a boon, trillions, and tens of people. Looking forward to the bump. Yeah, it's a huge. You can get that huge Midwest bump. Hell yeah, dude! I'm so stoked. Th- that's the next two weeks, dude. The Midwest bump. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's all cool. I could offer. Is that that Midwest bump. So where where can we find you on on the online? Where do you want people oh, to go? Uh, I on Twitter at Hamburger Phone. Of uh, course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I saw Juno. Uh, I have a website, JamieLoftusIsInnocent.com. and then I have a podcast too that I, I didn't even talk about, and I should. It's called the the Bechdel Cast. We were oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen you post about that. Yeah, yeah. And that's a podcast, a weekly podcast I do with my friend Caitlin Durante, where we talk about the role of women in movies with uh, comedians, and we record it uh, upstairs at Meltdown. Oh, okay. So you're, yeah. you're you're right at home here. We're just yeah. feeling the vibes. We'll yeah. check that out. And if you want to see this video I was talking about that, that yes. you animated for me, my like first attempt at that, that's at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. You can check me out at Twitter, Jason underscore Horton. And like, you know, subscribe to this podcast, leave it a com rating or comment, and no for pressure, the same, but like do it. Yeah, and same for the uh, Bechtel test. Uh, yeah. Did I say that right? Bechtel cast. Bechtel but, cast. But but we use the test. Yes. Okay. The Bechtel test. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. The Bechtel cast. So uh, so check that out. So uh, yeah, this is fun. Party.